Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Nice work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Diz Life Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Diz Life Podcast. Join us weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. This is a reminder to head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. And if you like the show, support us by buying us a cup of coffee on our patron portal, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dislife Podcast. The donation helps keep us going strong here and we create special content for all of our supporters. On today's podcast, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World has come to an end and we are grading the celebration in a Dislife report card. We are assessing the most magical celebration on earth and giving our final thoughts before are moving you okay? on. I am. I'm good. <laughs> but before we pull out the red pen, you just heard him. Let's welcome once again to the show, the co-host of Dislike podcast. Once again, he is still the hardest working dude in Disney media. It's Greg, the Disney fanatic, Greg. Welcome back from Megacon, Decepticon. What What is that thing that you guys have down there in Florida? Ahoy, hoy, Mark. And, uh, <laughs> good morning. I uh, just rolled out of bed. And um, Are you okay? Did, you know how, how are you doing? <laughs> we are not okay. Uh, we should have a segment where we're like, oh, buy us a cup of coffee. Here is our coffee talk segment. We could we could gab just endlessly about random stuff and sweaty balls. Uh, no, so I thank you. Good morning, everybody. And um, as you can tell, Mark is in just high energy this morning. I'm like, yeah. Greg is so Greg is hurting. We are recording again on Monday morning. Greg spent much of the end of last week at the Swan and Dolphin. He was at MegaCon. You had something else that was sprinkled in there. You are working so hard. We are very the thankful. End of a celebration that we are going to talk about today, the 50th anniversary. We had the end of Harmonious. We had the end of Ch Enchantment. We had the, it was the end of one era, the beginning of the next. We did Megacon, Mark. It is just, it is the con to be part of down here in Florida. It is, it is rather a massive, uh, uh, all fandoms get together and have these conventions. And this, is, this one's more like uh, San Diego Comic-Con in size, but not in the same amount of news that comes out of it. But man, we had a great time. We got to see a lot of friends of ours. And uh, yeah, so um, I overslept this morning. I am so sorry. I'm, I'm going to get with it. I'm going to pull it together. Life is okay right now, Mark. Just hold me. Hold me. All right. Well, while hold I hold you me. and embrace you, let's get ready for this life. Let me go. <laughs> you love me. Let's get ready for this life first. I takes. don't even know the lyrics, man. All right, buddy. Here we go. 
And now it's time for Diz Life First Takes. First Takes! These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes! We here at Diz Life Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parks headlines. First Takes! So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes! All right, this is what we're talking about here this week and what we think other people will be talking about out in the world. All right, Greg, it looks like Lilo has been cast in Disney live action Lilo and Stitch movie. Uh, That's right. Disney has found its live action Lilo for the upcoming remake of Lilo and Stitch newcomer. And I am so sorry if I butcher this, but newcomer Maya Kialoa is set to play Lilo and she is joining Zach Galifianakis. I butchered his name in the new film. First <laughs> Galifianakis was cast as the voice of Stitch last month. And the film has been in development since 2018. Uh, as many know, Lilo and Stitch was at Disney's 42nd animated film. And it really has become a cult favorite amongst Disney fans. Stitch has become a huge mascot in the Disney parks and remains now one of Disney's more popular animated characters. Uh, Images of uh, Maya were spread on Instagram. I don't know anything about this movie, but I'm going to tell you this, man. That kid is adorable. And if she acts half as cute as she is, the film's going to be a banger. So it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, Hot take, Mark. Yeah. I hate Lilo and Stitch. I know, I know. You've told I care less. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah. Stitch is a uh, is a family. F- it's it's a family favorite here, man. Ohana means family in in this household. So, oh yeah. So again, you know, right. some I I think people are going to click on that. The, the kid's just adorable. She's absolutely I, adorable. The kid is adorable, and uh, Zach Galifianakis as the voice. That kind of I can see that happening. Uh, no matter what, this one, uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot of people doing that. Oh, they shouldn't, they shouldn't remake them into live actions. Well, yeah, I think some of these you can, and uh, I think this is one of those that people are going to get on board with. And uh, once they see everything, they'll probably love it. Uh, probably. Man. All right, man. So you saw this and uh, I, I'm not trying to trigger you and I'm not trying to make you sad. I know that this one's going to make you a little bit sad, but it's OK. Like, let's let's therapize it together. Uh, but Disney World's 50th decorations are being taken down currently from Cinderella's castle this weekend. Uh, the Disney World's 50th decorations are coming off of Cinderella's castle over at the Magic Kingdom. And that was happening over the course of this weekend. We all know that the world's most magical celebration officially ended yesterday. uh, And the 50th decorations had already started to be removed from the castle and other spots around Magic Kingdom. But Disney has shared that the celebratory embellishments to the castle are going to be removed in phases starting this weekend and over the course of the week. The new paint job, though, Greg, on Cinderella's castle looks like it is expected to remain but the castle should once again look like the pictures that we have grown to come to expect. Uh, does this make you sad? You want to take a minute to yourself and just reflect? Because I know how much you love the 50th castle. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay in I know, any way. I know. Um, no, so let me let me be positive about this because I am positive about this. The new paint scheme is staying. Um, we saw one of the new play sets come out and... Uh, the the castle remained the same color. The, it was just minus the the embellishments and the big fiftieth that um, covered the clock on the yeah. castle. Clock is back. I have said many times my love of when I walk into the Magic Kingdom, I make sure I go the long way around Confectionery or the Emporium. So when I get to Main Street, it's this big reveal of Cinderella Castle. And I, I still do that to this day, Mark. Every single time I walk in there, I love how Cinderella Castle looks. I love the feelings I get when I walk in there, the thoughts. It's beautiful. And I look, change sometimes is good change. I'm not happy about this because this is my castle now. This is the one that I love. I've seen it for the last uh, 18 months, if not longer, because it took a little while to construct and finish and put these spectral, special pieces upon the castle and the gems and stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I think this adds a 3D texture. I think it adds to what Cinderella Castle looks like, especially at nighttime. To see it naked, 
I don't need to see her castle <laughs> naked. It needs to have clothing on. <laughs> I'm sad. I know. Yeah. I really am sad. Like, and it's, it's, I understand you can't always keep what's there. You have to move on. I get with it. Times. Well, I get it, but it's a, it's a personal thing. And I hope everybody will indulge me and just let me have this one. Speaking of moving on, I'm not ready to move on with our last headline and our last first, first take of the take. week, but it looks like that Carl is going to move on without Ellie. As oh, you have you have opinions on this. I when this do. when you're done reading, please you take the mic on this because I you 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 have words. Yes, Carl is moving on without Ellie. Up is getting a sequel ahead of Pixar's Elemental. It's not a true sequel, but it looks like Carl is moving on with his life without Ellie in Disney's latest short called Carl's Date. Literally, <laughs> which will be featured before Pixar's Elemental movie. Uh, Pixar is paying homage to the late Ed Asner, the iconic voice of Up's Carl Fredrickson. This is one of his final performances as he passed away. Uh, but it is written and directed by Academy Award nominee Bob Peterson, produced by Kim Collins. The short finds Carl reluctantly agreeing to go on a date with a lady friend, uh, but has no idea how dating works these days. Uh, Doug steps in to help calm Carl's predate nerves and offers up some tried and true trips for making friends if you're a dog. I do, do you want to say anything before I get I go crazy on this? Like I'm I'm about to go nuts. Yes, I, I have a few things to say go real ahead. real quick. Um Man, not having Ed Asner there. I would hope that Disney did a good job of recording every word that Ed Asner spoke. And they just, you know, you just sit in the a booth and you're like, Ed, go through the dictionary. And now we can use your voice in perpetuity. Like, I, I always hope that helps. Just sitting around like Big Word Bane. Behoove. <laughs> I'm going to say behoove. Oh, you would like it? A little happier. How's this, Batman? Behooved. Um, just cause we, I want more of this. I don't want him to go on a date. Nope. But you know, I, I, uh, here's where I'm caught on this mark and tell me if I'm wrong. Cause I know you're about to go off on this. Old people need love too, right? Dude, 1000%. Right? Okay. 1000%. Okay. Now you go. Okay. We just talked about this literally on Friday that I said to you, not every single intellectual property needs to be followed up. That there are some things that are masterpieces and you just should leave them alone. We talked about that in the context of Indiana Jones canceling its Disney Plus series. Up is a masterpiece. It is probably one of my favorite Pixar films. It's definitely in the top three. There is nothing more emotional and beautiful of the bookending of that film of the Fredrickson house resting at Paradise Falls and that you realize that even though Ellie wasn't with him, that it was a lifelong kind of thing fulfilled that the house wound up at Paradise Falls and she was with him in spirit, if nothing else. Old mm. people deserve love, but there is no reason, none whatsoever, to undermine the whole point of Up, which was that these two, since childhood, found each other, completed each other in a way that was just beautiful. And this is like the ugly cry moment of the film, like that montage ending with Ellie's passing and then Carl having to sort of process his grief throughout the course of the film was what was so beautiful about Up. And it was like, this isn't a kid's movie. This is just something that everyone can connect to. I hate the fact that they have and they're making it a short. That's what makes it worse to me. There are so many shorts that are really great. But most of the shorts, by and large, are they're pretty cheap. They're so can 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 I just interrupt for a second? Go we ahead. don't know that he's actually finding a love interest. He might, yeah, like, he might wind we, up. We don't know. It could be Doug just being silly, being a silly little dog, and yeah. just like yeah, I don't know, setting him up with a flower. I, it's Pixar. But uh, to go off of what you were saying, the first twenty minutes of Up is an emotional train wreck. As an adult. I knew that that movie was made for us. Do you get what I'm saying here? I get like it. It, it. It was so but emotional this, and it was yes. a, a topic that you would not expect. And it was just, oh my God, the love story is so intense and beautiful. And it does wrap it up 
And yes, I agree with you. You sometimes don't need to go back into an intellectual property and milk it for all it's worth. This is cheapening up for me. And I, I'm going to, if I'm being honest, you know, Doug days, I didn't even watch Doug days. So for oh, people who are like, well, oh. that, yeah, but for people who are like, well, what about Doug days? No, I didn't watch it. And you know why I didn't watch it? Because I didn't need a continued story for Carl or for Russell or for Doug. I was good. The last image that I wanted to see was the Fredrickson house sitting at the edge of Paradise Falls on that mountain. That was it for me. And but it's Doug. I don't care. How can you not want to see more Doug? I really don't care. It it dude. It cheapens it to sell Disney Plus subscriptions, and I'm not there for it. Dude, you're just angry because you have a small dog and not a large dog like Doug. No, I'm angry because Disney is trying to milk all of these properties for the sake of just selling subscriptions to Disney Plus, and it's losing the artistry of what made the original intellectual property so wonderful. And I don't need to see Carl swipe right. I really just don't. Like, so here's here's an actual. I'm going to piggyback off this. We're having a conversation now. Um, does this feel like Pixar has been hamstrung recently? Because everything that's come out of Pixar since the pandemic has hit has not done really well with Elemental's going to do great. Elemental's going to do it great. Will. And you want to know why? Because it's original. Pixar, unfortunate to say, I don't know where the pressure is coming from, but there's someone clearly in the ear of the creatives to say, you need to revisit tried and true franchises. And there's some kind of pressure on them. And I can't determine, I don't know, was it the swing and miss that they had with Luca? Luca is one of my favorite films, by the way. Right. But like they, they've had some string of bad luck with theater experiences that the content they've been releasing really hasn't done that well. And it's theatrical run. So who knows if someone's in their ear and they're like, you know, you got to go back to what works, but not like this, not like this. <laughs> it's a bad idea. And you can see like, it's not just me, the comment section of these articles, people are pissed. People are, people are angry. People are flat out pissed. And it's just it, – it's coming off as a really horrible money grab. But look, man, I need to, I need to take a, a, a second or two, collect myself. We're going to take a quick commercial break here. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of a coffee, calm down and relax, and we'll be right back with Mark's main attraction. First takes. All right, let's go. Here we are. We are back with Mark's main attraction. Uh, Greg – after 18 months, we said it. The celebration at Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary has finally come to an end. The event roared in like a lion, and then it kind of whimpered out like a baby deer, kind of like Bambi on March 31st. There was no ceremony. There was no pomp or circumstance to mark the end of the 50th as parks transition now to celebrate 100 years of the Walt Disney Company loaded with new merch <laughs> and color schemes as they arrive on the daily uh, but in today's main attraction, you and tears, I are Mark, there was a lot of tears. Yeah, You and I are going to look back at all things 50th, assess the undertaking that was performed by Disney to mark the anniversary of the theme parks. But let me start with this question. Once again, Greg, you're there on the daily. Are you personally going to be sad to see the 50th go away? Or is this just part of life? Both. Uh, I, it, it's okay to be sad and understand that it is part of life. Um, the 50th anniversary, I, I've covered it since the, the transformation started months prior to it. Okay. Uh, I remember going into Fantasyland and seeing how beautiful it looked after they repainted, they refurbished a whole lot of it, and walking in in the morning and just going, this is the most magical place on earth this is what makes disney disney you would go in there it would look absolutely beautiful the colors would pop it was clean feeling uh the castle looked beautiful everything about it just looked shiny and new and was wonderful and then the 50th happened and there was the merch fights and those are sad to see but <laughs> we'll overall, yeah we'll get to it we'll get to it overall though i'm going i'm i am sad times move on as i said a little bit earlier about the castle yeah but at the same time the 50th celebration i thought was um was a beautiful thing around the parks it was really cool to see the color scheme i love the characters everything about it so yeah i'm sad to see it go what's next i don't know um 100 
100 yeah, snacks. but they're not really doing that too no. much in the Magic Kingdom. So I'm Maybe. not going to get the the purple and uh, I'm not going to get what they did to Sleeping Beauty Castle. No, definitely not. But you know what? Listen, we it's it's always moving forward. So yeah. I, I want to so to break down what you and I are going to do. So here's the job under so, so that you can understand the assignment. We're going to give it a report card like you're going to put your teacher hat on for a second. Okay. And hey, before we move on. Sure. Are you sad to see it go? You you came down here no. an awful lot during the celebration. No. Um, the, the special fireworks shows, the the specialty foods, the the merchandise. Uh, is does this affect you in any way? Uh, no, and I think a part of that moving is moving on. No, well, the, <laughs> but I I truly believe because, and here's the only reason I think because it went on for so long, and that it was almost two years of a celebration. After a while, it just kind of became you know, part and parcel for like, Oh, that's, that's there. So it didn't even feel like a celebration anymore as just as it was like always there. And I forgot what it was like before the 50th. Now for people who made just like a singular trip and they came to the 50th. Yeah. Like it was definitely more noticeable for you than someone who does go to the parks as much where it just kind of became, you know, oh, well, that's that's always been there. And now it feels like that's always been a part of the park. Will I notice its absence? Yeah. So ask me this again after August when the parks are like back to normal, if I miss it. And um, I'll give you an answer. That is an acceptable answer. Yeah. All right. So we're pulling out the red pens. You got to give grades today. So um, do you need any instruction or has it been how long has it been since like high school? So, um, they, they technically don't, a lot of schools, I've, I've lived more of my life out of high school than in high school. Yeah. I, I, how sad is that now? So, uh, they don't, I don't think a lot of schools use F as a grade anymore. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, how crazy is that? So a lot of schools have gone to like alternative grading, but what, for wait, the, wait, you're telling me your child can't get an F anymore. Yeah. Most, like, dude, you got a 50 out of a hundred. You got an F you failed. Yeah, Do they, better. They use different Here, terminology. Where can I help you at? Let me help you with this. But in the meantime, go get my belt so I can beat the F out of you. Yeah. They, they turn, they, they've changed <laughs> the terminology. So a lot of schools don't use F's anymore, but we're going to bring it back here for the sake of simplicity. Because everyone understands what an F is. An F is a failing grade. F is you gone F'd up and your parents are going to like ver- be very mad at you. And then at obviously our, audi- yeah, our audience understands an F. We're shooting for all A's here today. So let's start with something that we've already gotten into. and We already discussed because this was kind of the most notable thing of the 50th celebration. And that would be the park icon. So Cinderella's Castle got the 50th makeover. Epcot got a spruce up. So let's give a grade to the park icons. What grade letter grade would you give the park icons? And and if you want to describe or discuss why you gave them that grade, feel free, but I'll let you start since you've already said how much you love Cinderella's castle, but let's grade the park icons. Give them a grade. If you will, let's do this. Uh, okay. Let's go individually. Because the, each one is is a different icon, and each one did better than the rest. Sure. Um, so Hollywood Tower of Terror gets a C. Um, I agree. Can just, I can I chime just in? Showed um, uh, projections, which was fine. Okay. Um, it, and it looked beautiful. It added a little little dancing people at the top. Hey, that's cute. Yep. Look, it's fine. It needed something. C. I, I agree. C. Yep. It's a C. It's a C plus. C plus. Animal Kingdom. Uh, the tree of life, unfortunately gets a C also the projections were on there. You could not stay late into the nighttime to see it constantly half the year. You couldn't even see it because, uh, it was, it, it was too light out by the time everything closed. So you don't get to see that. So it gets a C also. I'm going to give it, I'm going to change my grade on that. I'm going to give it a D for Mm. the reason of the park was never open enough to really make a difference on it. And they didn't distinguish it enough during the day. Most people didn't even know. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most people probably didn't even know that the Tree of Life got a 50th upgrade. Absolutely agree with you. D. 100%. It's almost failing. D. Almost failing. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's. Where do you want to jump to next? Magic Kingdom or Epcot? Up to you. Let's go to Magic Kingdom because I have, I have words about okay. the iconic. <laughs> okay. So Cinderella Castle gets an A plus from me. Okay. Um, I'm not there, but go ahead. 
Okay. Well, it's like I said, I, I, I fell in love with the castle and I, I just have a romantic attachment to it. So to me, okay, well, you know what? Let's go with an A. Let's go with an A because okay. it, could it done better? Maybe, but um, I don't know. I think it was well done. I love the turrets. I love the color scheme. I love just seeing it. Like I said, when it first came out, it just looked so spectacular and clean and beautiful and brand new. So I'm going with A on that. I'm going to give it an A minus. I really think that they they did a fantastic job with Cinderella's castle and it was classy. It was not the birthday cake, which was wonderful, but it was elegant. And I think that that's probably the word that if someone asked me to describe the transformation of Cinderella's castle for the 50th, it would be elegance. So wait, 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 wait. We always um, talk negatively about the cake castle, right? And even you just kind of threw it in Ugh. there as a derogatory moment. What the hell How is that? How can you not love that castle? I just don't. Like I just don't. Oh, like come on. Looking no. like Vanellope von Schweetz took over the whole castle and was like, this is what it looks like. Candyland now. It really does. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's an eyesore. And I think it's too much. So if it came back now and was no. described as Vanellope's castle, would you be like, that's genius. I love you, Disney. I hate you so you much. Would. You would. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? You're probably right. But they would have to sell me on a Vanellope von Schweetz. But it wouldn't have to just be the castle. I would I would want I'd want Disney. You're, to look we're like, only talking castle, though. Yeah, I want Disney to look like Candyland a little bit. Right? <laughs> I hate I'm you. Why on. do you have to do it that way? Why? Why yeah, you got to come at me like that, bro? But, I'm, I'm just saying it's all in perspective, man. I think that true. 25th was awesome. I love the the, the 50th. I, it, that's my castle now. Uh, listen, it was elegant. The color scheme was great. Uh, the 50th medallion was perfectly placed. Um, it didn't bother me that it kind of overtook Cinderella, Cinderella's clock. The turrets looked great, but it still very much looked like the park icon. It was just very classed up. So that's an A minus, but it's still not my favorite park icon. Moving over to <laughs> Spaceship Earth and Epcot, I have to give Bravo uh, A plus. A plus plus on top plus. of A plus, and it probably got a little extra credit. It gets extra credit. It gets like a one hundred five. Like this is this is the valedictorian of the of the yeah, park. Icons. I remember driving by the first night they lit it up, and I'm not joking, almost crashing into a barrier on the side of the road because I was in so much awe of this. It's gorgeous. It takes over the whole landscape of the Walt Disney World resorts the 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 spectacles adding the songs to it changing it up during each festival adding stuff for the 40th something for the 50th something for festival of everything just it's so wonderful and you see this icon and you go that is an icon if people removed these lights you would have a backlash on the scale of Ohana noodles. <laughs> that's how that's how ticked off people would be. That was bad. I mean, that was bad. Like Disney was like, yeah, we're going to give you like the shrimp rice dish. And people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll, jabroni. Give us back our Ohana noodles. If you take the beacons of light off of Spaceship Earth, there might be full scale riots. Like there might be full. Scale. I will be guy number two with pitchfork. <laughs> January 6th will be, but a distant memory. Wow. <laughs> oh, I went there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It'll, it'll seem like a little hiccup, but like a tour of the Capitol compared to the way that Disney fans riot. If those lights come down and I'll be there, like I'll be scaling the wall. I will be the Viking. Uh, that'll be me. I'll be like the mega Viking. <laughs> can, I, can I? Never mind. Moving on. Uh, Greg. Greg. Will, we'll have a, a picture of Greg sitting in <laughs> sitting in like Josh Tomorrow's office with a sign <laughs> feet up on the desk. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, wow. That's right. I just went wow. there. All right. Thank you for that this morning. Yeah, a plus 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 for that park icon. All yeah, right. I, it has to, it it that one. I'm so grateful that it's going to be around and there. That's going to live on, and we can all look back at the fiftieth and go, "That's where this started, young man." Yeah, I I do or think one. that when we look back, I think a lot of people are going to look back on the on the icons for from this event, specifically Spaceship Earth. 
and Cinderella's Castle and really say like, yeah, they looked great. They looked really great. All right, moving on before we get into the mail, before we get into the real riots of merch, <laughs> let's give um, let's give the food a great agreed, Greg, because yeah. there was a lot of I mean, initially and I think it waned over time, but like we had the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride Burger. We had specialty. That's so funny. I literally was writing down, I hate Mr. Toad's Burger. Yeah, we had the specialty Dole Whips. We had that 50th Chocolate Tower at various uh, mm. table service restaurants. But everything kind of had a 50th spin to it with those colors. There were like the dome cakes and almost every resort had, whether it was a brownie or something specialty, it was basically, here's iridescent colors and flavorings on all of these items. Was there a favorite food item, or was there one that you just eternally loathed? How would you grade the food? Because food's hard. Food's a difficult thing. It's not like you're like, man, I really taste 50 years of Disney. <laughs> the food. You don't want to taste something 50 years old. <laughs> uh, man, this one's difficult because some of the drinks were really good around the park. Some of the specialty non-alcoholic beverages, some of the alcohol beverages were really good. Um, the food at certain restaurants, the, uh, the 50th menu at Steakhouse 71 per se. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely spectacular. But then you have something like Mr. Toad's Burger, <laughs> which looked like a frog staring at you. Yeah. With, it was, and it had this weird pimento. It was the olives. Um, it had olives it with <laughs> pimentos in them on the, on the top so of the bun. Bad. Like I could not. Uh, and then whatever that is, the Toad uh, uh, um, cake dome cake yeah. pie thing oh it it tasted like yeah the it, gelatinous it there's a lot bad. of places it's that gelatinous had, cube yeah there's a lot of so, places that had the gelatinous dome cakes so here's what i'm thinking about right now and this is probably the best thing it was probably a c overall okay um and the only reason i'm saying that is there's nothing spectacular that stands out and i go False. this ha was a must have i needed this no. and nothing else i have something i have something for you and i don't even know if you thought about this but hopefully this is another thing that endures the tropical serenade Dole Whip float over at Aloha Isle. Mm, the Pog Juice, the coconut Dole Whip, that cake pop. That to me is the best Dole Whip that Dole Whip ever Dole Whipped in the history of Dole Whip. And wow, yeah, that to me that's an A plus. But overall, the food was a B. I mean, it's food. You're Here's not the problem. Here's the problem I had with the fiftieth mark. Um, have you ever um, pooped glitter? Greg? Because that's uh, that's I'm not sorry. good. That's not iridescent, good. Iridescent droppings. That's not good, uh, man. That's not no, good. because you can't digest some of this glitter and iridescence. And and once in a while, when you look back and you're like, why is it all sparkly? <laughs> um, dude, that's uh, we. I have to move on right now. I'm getting a little getting a little ill. All right, so let's move. What, on. You never looked back and saw spark. No, I iridescent. Truly, nope. You're oh, eating man, a lot of glitter. You're eating a lot of it's glitter. A lot of glitter. Mark, there was a lot of glitter. A lot of glitter. All right. So moving on to the darker side of the 50th anniversary. And what unfortunately I think this era or time period will be known for, which is the merch melees, man. Uh, whenever they would drop some kind of merchandise, especially like right at the outset, I remember opening day, people saying no one was riding rides, no one was, you know, getting that specialty food. Because everyone was beating each other up in the Emporium trying to get their hands on the limited edition merch. We also just reported on Friday that there's so much merch that's left over. They're offering like 50% discounts on lounge flies and Rubik's Cubes and soap dispensers and all of these items. When I think of the 50th, I will remember the Starbucks cups melees, the lounge fly melees. This was a bad look. I don't think for Disney, I think it was a bad look on the community, but Disney certainly didn't quell the fervor. Like they fueled the FOMO as much as they could and they fanned the flame of scarcity as much as they could to move this merch. I don't blame Disney one iota on this. They got to make money. 
they have to but also you have to remember the time frame we were coming out of a pandemic there was shipping issues there was a whole lot of other problems going on in the world that affected disney and how they were able to drop merch so disney dropped what they could when they got it in it's not disney's fault that people in the community went ape crap and yeah. literally started beating the heck out of other so, people i was there on the the starbucks blue mug fights oh and goodness. i was personally elbowed a few times and ripped had something ripped out of my hands and i was like all i want is a picture mark i just want a picture but uh to grade the merchandise um again i do love the colors but was there anything spectacular that stood out that i went i need to have this yes there was one or two things well and, I, just i'm curious what was that one item for you that was like really really worth it uh the popcorn buckets yeah, you're a popcorn bucket shill, though. You love you some popcorn buckets. But only Mickey had popcorn buckets. Yeah. See, so, now, to me, I thought yeah. I thought some of the lounge flies were really nice. Do I own any of them? No. Like, I, I'm more of a, like, a timeless person when it comes to, I bought, the, I think I bought the purple wall in the middle of that. Like, that, that was a, a, and that wasn't 50th. That was just lounge fly releasing, like, a really great iconic bag. But I didn't get in on, like, the 50th merch. I think I got like a 50th annual pass holder shirt, but I don't think I've worn it at all. I think I got a hoodie, but to me, like it's great and it'll sit in a drawer somewhere, but it's not like the kind of merch that you want to wear. It's not a daily wear. You don't agree with you. 100%. You, uh, I, th- I was just looking at my wall and all my accoutrements I have around me. Yeah. I don't see one fiftieth thing, and I know exactly the one thing I bought that I use. I bought the fiftieth travel um, silverware. They're keepsakesware. Yeah, yeah. And they're keepsakes, and they're nice to have. But let's be honest, you're not going to wear the crap out of them because they're they're going to deteriorate over time. So you're going to keep them folded. They're going to sit in a drawer. You're going to pull them out. You'll look at it and go, oh, and then you'll put it right back in the drawer. But that's why I also don't like festival merch for the same reason. It's like you pull out like, you know, food and wine 2021 and you look at it for five minutes and go, oh, and you, you know, you put it away. The mugs. I don't use the mugs a lot because God forbid I break them. I love them. I don't want to break the mug. I don't want to drink coffee out of it every day because I know if I shatter the mug, it's gone. So to that end, I'm going to say that the merch is a C plus. Because I think everything that's dated, it has it has a shelf life, literally a shelf life, because it sits on the shelf. But I'm going to give us the community. We failed the assignment. We get an F because of the way that we behaved, clamoring to get this stuff. And at the end, there was so much of it left over. You could have waited until the end. You didn't have to punch your neighbor. You didn't have to give the black eye, and in some cases, literally to you know the other people that were attending the parks. I think we really, we, we failed that assignment, man. Like the, the merch and we do this all the time. It's not just 50th merch. This is on us. And this is on the content creators who generate this feeling of FOMO that if you don't buy this, if you don't eat this, if you don't have this right now, you're missing out on it. It's not as magical. If you do it four weeks after it's released, we got to just chill out a little bit, man. We got to chill out. So just, Disney knocked it out relax. of the park. Yeah, Disney, Disney. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm taking your C. I'm giving you an A. I'm changing it. I'm pulling out the red. You know why Disney gets an A, Greg? Because they What's told that, us Mark? they told us there was going to be enough, and there was more than enough, and there was so much and in abundance that they're actually selling it at a discounted rate. So Disney kept the merch stocked. They kept on restocking. Disney, you get an A for the merch. Congratulations. Um, I'm sorry that we we failed you. We failed you. Greg? Yeah. I'm looking around. I'm still looking around. Going, but uh, uh, merch is is a C. Okay. Um, and I absolutely agree with you about the community. And I don't want to continue blathering on about that. <laughs> um, okay. And then, of course, I like I said, I, I defend Disney on that one because of the circumstances and the times. All right. So let's, let's move on then to the two nighttime spectaculars. Um, let's name them. They're not like Voldemort. We can say <laughs> we can. <laughs> he who must not be yeah, named. The, the nighttime spectacular, which shall not be named. But look, we had two brand new 
Nighttime Spectaculars, one at Epcot and one at the Magic Kingdom. And that would be Disney's Enchantment and Harmonious. They were much maligned. But is it fair to say that they were horrible, Greg? Let's give them scores just like we did the park icons. But let's let's give them a grade. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Let's let's start. Let's start with harmonious. Why don't we start start with with positive and end with an uh, harmonious for me gets an A, a solid A. Okay. Yeah. A solid A, solid A. Um, I think harmonious was a beautiful show. I was one of those people who defended the water tacos and the Stargate. I, I think it adds to the uh, showcase lagoon. I don't look when you're walking around the world showcase and I'm going to what people are complaining about the most is the visuals. Um, when you're walking around the world showcase, you're not no. gazing off in the lagoon into the distance, pondering life's biggest questions. No, you are turned towards the inside and looking at what the world is or whatever pavilion you're going through. The bringing together all these classic Disney songs done in the native language of whatever the scene was uh, and done by local musicians and singers and songwriters from that uh, country, I thought was beautiful. I think this suffered only in people's eyes because it wasn't what used to be there. And I think people were just angry and could not move past it. I also think a lot of people, unfortunately, can't figure out that Disney needs to update songs and have new people sing it. And it was beautiful bringing the world together to do this show called Harmonious. The soundtrack was great. I moved and danced during some of those scenes. When they get into the Miguel scene or the Coco scene, you're dancing and grooving. And then not only does it end with this spectacular and the fireworks shooting off from the lagoon towards the towards the stargate a lot of fires but if you sat down and waited 10 minutes for the end show to go through yeah then you got the most magical song in the world done epcot style as your walkout music it was beautiful it was wonderful i truly loved harmonious so i'm gonna start and agree with you on the grade i'm gonna give it an a it's not an a plus but here is the thing within the Disney community. When you run Illuminations for as long as you ran Illuminations, it's going to develop a cult following in that people don't want to see it go away. It's like wishes. No matter what you show on Cinderella's castle, forever and always there will remain a contingency of wishes fans. Hey, Mark, and, real quick. Sure. Can, I, can, I, can I be that guy real quick? Well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, okay, hold on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, be that guy. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, I'm going to be that guy. It's Cinderella Castle. Okay. There's no S. It, she doesn't own the castle. Well, thank the you. castle's named after her. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank Darn. you. You No, you were... No, no, no. You were that guy. Uh, that, I was that guy. I, I just needed to be that guy for a second. Okay. So, Cinderella <laughs> Castle. It's <laughs> Cinderella <laughs> Castle. No matter what you put on Cinderella Castle, <laughs> see, there's always doesn't it, it, it now it's no, going it, to it doesn't sound right now. It doesn't sound right, but that's what it is. Yeah. But there's always going to be that contingency that say wishes, wishes forever. It's the same thing with Illuminations that it doesn't matter what you show. Now, Harmonious, in my opinion, was a triumphant addition to Epcot, and I love Harmonious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will stay and watch Harmonious always. As far as the counterpart at Magic Kingdom, no, there were a lot of times that I purposely walked out like right before and I didn't want to stay for Disney's Enchantment. I just wanted to get to the buses and I could care less. I just wanted to get ahead of the crowd, but I will always watch Harmonious. Uh, I'm grateful that we have it now preserved for all time on Disney+. Plus. I hope they don't take that off of Disney+. Plus. The concert that they did for Harmonious was, I think, triumphant. Epcot Forever is going to come back for an interim and then they're supposedly going to replace it. But I think, unfortunately, that Harmonious got lumped in with Disney's Enchantment and a very vocal majority of people who just missed Illuminations kind of piggybacked off of the hate that Disney's Enchantment got. And I think that Disney conflated the two. And I think if you had given Harmonious the same amount of time that you gave Illuminations, I think over time people would come to love and appreciate it as much as they did its predecessor. But uh, I am very sad to see Harmonious go. I do not understand why Harmonious is going. Uh, they are removing the water tacos. 
I don't think that has anything to do with sight lines. I think it just has to do with upkeep, that those systems are very costly to maintain. They're always doing maintenance on them. But uh, I am very sad to see it go, and Harmonious earns an A. Now, Disney's Enchantment, let me start this, and and then I'll turn this to you. Some people will fail Enchantment. I'm going to give Enchantment a C-. minus. I like the song. I do like the song, and I think that the song is well executed and it's a good, it's a good riff. It's a good hook. Is it as good as happily ever after? No, I, I burst into tears with happily ever after. I think happily ever after is beautiful. Jordan Fisher and Angie's voice are spot on. They work really well together. I think happily ever after pulls at my heartstrings. It just resonates with me, but Disney's enchantment. The song is really good. I think the problem with enchantment is it's overly commercialized and it's very anticlimactic. I don't like the way that it ends. And I love Angela Bassett's voice, dude. I, I think she has an amazing voice. But the way that it ends, it just seems like they shoehorn it in. And it's like, you may clap now. We are done. And it's it's just whoever staged it, I think they I think they kind of lost the formula for what makes a nighttime spectacular so truly amazing and magical. The songs are okay. Some of the arrangements I don't think are the best, but enchantment's not as horrible as people make it out to be, but it's also not good enough that it makes you want to purposely post up and stay in the park. The people who would wait hours on end to get a good spot for enchantment. I would never understand that. Now this is coming from a guy who would post up an hour and 15 minutes prior to happily ever after to get that perfect view, but to each their own, man, I give it a C minus. I won't fail it, but it just, it was not great. Enchantment was not great. Uh, enchantment did not, I did not emotionally connect to Enchantment like I did to Happily Ever After. Uh, I'm I'm not sad to see Enchantment go. Nor I. Do nor think, I. No. Yeah, I do think Angela Bassett. You just mentioned her did such a fabulous job. Her her voice as the overlay was wonderful. It's just the song yeah. was generic. It was a definitely a generic Disney fireworks show. But listen, on a grade scale, I uh, you're going to be surprised by this, Mark. I'm giving it a B. And here's wow, why. Really? Disney fireworks at Cinderella Castle are, no matter what it is, is still better than 99% of all fireworks shows in the world. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I love the joke, uh, the 4th of July joke, when people are like, 4th of July, when everyone who's a Disney fan goes to their local fireworks display to say, meh. <laughs> Absolutely agree. That's such a great, wonderful thing to bring up because it's still Disney. It's still, you still saw, uh, not Peter Pan. You saw Peter Pan fly, uh, Tinkerbell fly across. You still got, uh, it's still Disney, man. I, I can't fail it. I can't, I don't like it. I just never connected with it. I don't care about it. Uh, there is many times, Mark, and even in the past two weeks where I was there and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. And left because I just don't have that attachment. Now, happily ever after, I have already seen it once. Uh, I'm going tonight. I will see it tomorrow night. Um, and then I will start going back to the parks at nighttime just to be there during happily ever after. But I've not gone at nighttime. I took that off my schedule because – Enchantment sucks, but it's still better than <laughs> everybody else. You still fireworks. gave it a B. You gave it a B, and I gave it a because C-. it's still Disney fireworks, man. No matter what they do, they could sneeze fireworks, and they're better than your local fireworks. Yeah, listen, all all fair. So overall, my friend, if you had to grade the overall celebration from soup to nuts, and I know that we didn't get into some of the magical extras yeah, like the cavalcades nuts. and the stage shows and the character outfits. Magic Kingdom was clearly affected more than others, but like if you took into account too, like decoration, statues, banners, the 50th rugs, the, the iconography of it, what would you give now that we're through it and done looking back? What overall score would you give the 50th celebration and why? So, um, as long as I don't ever have to hear the words iridescent again, 
Do you know how hard it is to spell iridescent, but with E-A-R because it's like Mickey iridescent? Mm. Oh, that was so annoying. I loved the 50th. I enjoyed a lot of things about it. I, again, we didn't even get into the character costumes um, in their iridescent outfits, if you will. Mm-hmm. The morning show was a lot of fun every time I've seen that. The the cavalcade was excellent seeing Mickey and uh, Minnie. I love the song. Uh, you are the magic. I could hear that song every single day, which I have for the past 19 months. Um, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss a lot about this. So overall, the food was generic. You're going to get that. It was spectacular in some places. They did a great job with the nighttime stuff, uh, lighting up the ca- beacons of magic, if you will. There was a lot about it that made it feel special, just long-winded, but special. So overall, I'm going to give it a B minus. I think Disney did a great job of getting the hype going. They did a good job of getting through the pandemic. And we needed a celebration like this to to bring back the magic in our lives on a daily basis. And the songs and the pictures, the images that we all took home, the special meet and greets, the just getting through everything that we had to get through. I think the 50th anniversary filled that void. And at least for me, so that's why I'm going to say B minus. All right, I'm and I'm going to give it a little slightly higher grade, but I'm going to give it that B plus category and a B plus grade for the very same reasons and rationales. It's so funny that you and I are in lockstep. It was great, but given the challenges that Disney had to face and the staffing issues and the fact that be mindful when this started, we were still very much coming out of the throes of the pandemic and life had completely changed. People really needed to celebrate something. And I do think that the 50th kind of preoccupied our minds and it gave us a sense of normalcy and that life was returning to normal. Well, Disney World had tremendous challenges. You had a brand new CEO who is not even there anymore, but Disney was undergoing like massive transformations. The world and society was undergoing massive transformations. So in spite of that, Disney did a really great job of convincing you that Disney was still this really magical place. Now, is everyone going to agree with that B plus? No. Some people came out of the 50th eternally jaded, but I don't think that has anything to do with the celebration as much as like there's some socioeconomic factors that are in that. There's some political stuff that's wrapped up in that, but you've got to be honest. You got to be fair to Disney and say, given all the challenges they were facing, they did a really decent job and it's a B plus. Was it an A? No. Could there have been more? Absolutely. Were they a little Spartan with things at times? Yes. But they were also facing some financial constraints coming out of the pandemic. And in spite of that, they still made you feel pretty magical and pretty special. So nice job, Disney. I'm going to give you a B plus. Um, but Greg, listen, we need to take a quick break. Hey, grab a cup of coffee, grab some Joffrey's. We're going to be back in a minute with more Disney parks. And of course, we got to play this week's Disney's College of Knowledge. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Dis Life podcast in just a second. And we're back. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, I have spun the segment randomizer. This is where I come up with a new segment just randomly every week. Uh, Mark, this week I came up with this off the top of my head. Yes, you did. I really should have have gone with the 50th anniversary and done this. Instead, I went with Epcot. We are Ooh. going to do a this or that of Epcot. Okay. Dang it. And you know what's really going to grind my gears? What? I really should have done it about the 50th. It's okay. I, Listen. I, I really need to read your copy. You do such an amazing job on copy, and then I'm all of a sudden like, ah, I'm hey, going to dunk it all giving you. I'm giving you a pass. You you woke up a little late. You've been running around like a like a crazy person. You woke up literally were caffeinating as we were trying to get on air. So you know what, man? Get a little grace. Give yourself a little grace this morning. Greg, you are a very good person. You're doing a great job. Little little affirmation. I have no idea. And the benefit of me not seeing it in the outline, I have no freaking idea what you're going to ask me right now. No, it's because, just going to be a this or that. It's going to be simple. Right. We're just going to run through a few things. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's see what we have here, Mark. Let's do so, it. So, um, All right. So Epcot, we're going to start off with uh, gelato or macaron. Oh, man, that's really hard. Uh, I, I do like the gelato over at gelateria toscana right oh that's mm. good very mm. good uh, but 
that macaroon ice cream sandwich in France is like one of my favorite, favorite food items like ever in the world. Uh, it's the macaroon, the seasonal raspberry macaroon, the chocolate. Eh, I'll go with the gelato instead of the chocolate. But if it's that raspberry seasonal macaroon, c'est magnifique, Greg. C'est magnifique. Good, good. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to say this better than I could on all of these. So, uh, all right, that is the first one. The next one is uh, World Showcase, World Nature, World Celebration, World Discovery. Uh, world Showcase. There's just, okay. there's more. We diverse. have to start thinking yeah. new ways of how you think of Epcot. It's not front of park, back of park anymore. It's no. now divided into four worlds, and you have to start thinking that way. Yeah, there's nothing better than the World Showcase. The diversity of the countries, the food, you still really feel like, you know, you're a seven-year-old kid stamping your passport as you walk from one country to the other. Um, and it's so much more fun as an adult because you can imbibe. You can get a little crunk. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot or a lot croak for some people. <laughs> uh, all right. Festival of the Arts or Flower and Garden? Farts. I love to fart at Disney, Greg. And sometimes you do too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Canada or Mexico? Um, so my strategy for drinking around the world is I start in Canada. I don't want to begin with the tequila, but Mexico is a better pavilion overall. If they can put something in the theater again and they can give Canada, I, I think Canada is deserving of an experience or a virtual or so Canada needs something. Um, give us a brother bear attraction. Give us anything um, because Canada is gorgeous and it's just a really it's an area that's much maligned and it should get a lot more love. And lest we forget, it gives us poutine. Uh, but overall, Mexico. Mexico is a better pavilion. Living with the land or the three caballeros? Ooh. Uh, living with the land. Mm. And I do like me the three cabs because I can sing that song all day, every day. But living with the land is really relaxing and fun. And it... It just takes my stress levels down. No anxiety when I'm floating amongst the plants, Greg. Uh, rope drop or park close? Park close. There's no. Okay. What, what do you rope drop at Epcot? World Showcase doesn't open till 11. Um, if you rope drop, yeah, you're going to do what everyone else does. You're going to run over to Test Track. You're going to get in the big three. Test Track, Frozen Ever After, and Soarin'. And then you're going to look at your watch and go, uh, can I eat something yet? <laughs> is, the, is the World Showcase open yet? <laughs> I mean, you could, of course, go through the International Gateway and run to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and get yourself a little 3D motion sickness, but mm. that's, a, that's a park that excels at night. And it's the Jekyll and Hyde Park. I like it at night. It gets a little edgy when people are puking and, like, <laughs> fighting Flashing security. people. Yeah. And, it's stealing wheelchairs. Marty, and- yeah, Mardi Gras meets Disney, man. I Somebody love- said, and I, let me see if I can get this right. Somebody said that spaceship earth should now be called the mullet ball because it's serious in the front and a party in the back <laughs> that's like that's brilliant 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 all right moving on uh space speaking of spaceship earth spaceship earth or ratatouille um spaceship earth i hot take man uh, ratatouille's okay it's not a hot take it yeah sucks. ratatouille's okay it, it's just it it's okay and Kids love Ratatouille, but I'm old and the motion of it, if I do it too many times, it does make me a little queasy. Uh, I am holding out hope that Spaceship Earth gets a glam up. I don't want them to redo it. I just want them to kind of fix some of the stuff that's on it, fix some of the lighting. Uh, I do love Spaceship Earth. It's it's like chicken soup for the soul. Uh, Whenever I ride Spaceship Earth, it always kind of brings me back to my childhood so I'd be okay if Remy's Ratatouille goes away, to be honest with you. All right. We have two more. Uh, we just spoke about these. Harmonious or Illuminations? Harmonious. Harmonious. Yeah. I liked Illuminations, but I I thought that it just was horribly generic. Uh, I thought Harmonious was spectacular, and I'm sad to see it go. Um, I didn't want to say goodbye to it. Like, that's how much... You know, that's how much I was going to miss it. I just wanted to, like, live in my memory. I don't want the sadness of saying goodbye to Harmonious to be around. So, yeah, Harmonious. All right, we're going to we're gonna dual park this one for the final one. Okay. And uh, I would like your opinion on this. 
Uh, Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I saved that Listen, one just for the end. That's really not fair because they're apples and oranges. And they really are. Guardians of the Galaxy is overall, it's a way better coaster. It's way more creative. But, bro, I broke down on Tron. I cried on Tron because I love Tron so much. That's not fair. Um, Tron. I'm just going to do it, and I'm just going to say Tron because I have more of an emotional attachment to Tron, and I love Tron. That's not to say I don't love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I do. But I also, the fatigue of Tron has not caught up to me. You need to ask me this when I've ridden Tron as much as I have Guardians the the wow factor of guardians has waned a little bit because I've done it so much. I know what to expect Mm -hmm. and I've only done Tron the once after I've done Tron 20 times, please ask me this again because I might feel differently, but right now we we will go back to this. Um, Can I just give you my opinion on that? Sure. And uh, a hot take. I think Tron's better, less of a uh, weight, no pre-shows you can get right on and right off that takeoff out to outdoors spectacular and i'm not saying anything negative about guardians because guardians is and will be the best ride that has been built at disney world well, and i say that with a clear conscience but i enjoy tron more you have come full circle on that That's- i have i've gone from meh to oh my god it is my favorite ride of all time at disney but anyway thank you so much for doing joining us during the uh segment randomizer mark back to you all right we're gonna wrap up the show with this week's disney's college of knowledge that's right greg we challenge our listeners to see what they know about the walt disney company and its theme parks you can message the answers to the trivia question over to at Dislife Podcast on Instagram, and then we get to choose a winner from amongst the correct answers and send along a prize package here from all of us here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Last week, Greg, we asked, what is the longest ride at Walt Disney World? And it was Todd Bovington who knew that it was the safari at Animal Kingdom. Todd, congratulations. You have won a prize from all of us here at Chip and Company Follow Todd on Instagram at Todd EO, I O T O D I O on Instagram. Greg, what do we got this week for our College of Knowledge? Since we discussed the live action Lilo and Stitch at the top of the podcast, our trivia today comes from the animated Lilo and Stitch film. What title was Ju- Mark, why do you do this to me? <laughs> Every week it's something on here that I'm like, I can't. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's get back to being serious. Since we discussed the live action Lilo and Stitch at the top of our podcast, our trivia today comes from the animated Lilo and Stitch film. What title was Jumba Jokiba branded with toward the beginning of the film? What title was Jumba Jokiba? Since we discussed... <laughs> Okay. The question is, what title was Jumba Jukiba Jumba Jukiba branded with at the beginning of the film? So what title did Jumba get branded with at the beginning of the film? You got Let to- us know. I know you're letting me finish this segment, Mark. I get one segment Can on you? here. Can you finish it? I get it? to do one thing. <laughs> Since we discussed the live action Lilo and Stitch at the Dude. top of our podcast, our trivia today comes from the animated Lilo and Stitch film. What title was Juba Chukiba branded with toward the beginning of the film? Let us know your answer in a direct message at Dislife Podcast on Instagram. If you get this answer correct, you are entered to win a prize pack from our team here at Chip and Company. <laughs> the man gets one segment on the show. He repeats said segment six times and he wants to know, why do I get one segment on the show? <laughs> I, just, I don't know it's it in your voice like you write the copy and then I read it and it's in your voice and I don't speak marketing you the reason I you get yeah but me. here's the reason you get one segment it's because even with that one segment you will repeat it more than any of the other segments combined in the show so with your one segment you get like four <laughs> and we have gone way off topic Mark how do, are you doing this to me you always are interrupting me you're always saying the craziest Ooh. thing can we just move on from this yes and that's gonna do it ladies and gentlemen for another episode of dislike podcast greg i love you so much hey mark yeah what what's uh how you feeling 
I'm feeling good. better now. But listen, you know, as, this, is, this is my therapy anymore. All this, right. <laughs> Monday mornings, you and I get together. We have our coffee. You're eating um, old food that's green now. I'm having my coffee waking yeah. up. I, I Listen, people, I got it on, on to the podcast and logged in, and Mark has a green bagel. And I'm like, that's, that's not right, Mark. It was that's from St. Right. Patty's Day, and it was frozen, and it was fresh. It was good. It was frozen fresh. And good. Yeah. All right, man. That's don't forget. Segment. Frozen fresh and good. Frozen fresh Here's and good. Here's all the stuff that's frozen fresh and good at Disney World now. <laughs> Join us this week Where as this we bring you going? more. I'm hitting the dump button, Greg, and I love you. Bye. <laughs> that is going to do it for another incredible podcast. Don't forget, join us this week for more incredible Disney news and audio content here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as always, we hope the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. Here's Greg again. Trust! <laughs> your spirit or your bones! His Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.